It's time now for North Star Sports, your source for the hottest sports takes in the business. Here's your host, Owen Ely. Hello, everybody, and welcome to North Star Sports. I'm your host, Owen Ely. You can follow me on Twitter at Owen Ely MN. You also can follow North Star Sports on Twitter at North Star MIN. Be sure to check out our website at NorthStarsports.media. And welcome to the show, everybody. We had a good one for you here today as we look to do the main card showdown for UFC Fight Night Whitaker versus Till, which will take place this Saturday, July 25th, at the Flash Forum on Yas Island, Abu Dhabi. It's time now for the main card showdown. Uh, we'll head immediately over to the North Star Hotline and welcome in our partner for this show, uh, Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert, how's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going great. It is going great. I'm excited to be back. Uh, I want to remind everyone listening not to bring guns into the locker room because the NBA frowns upon this, but it is great to be back and I'm glad you accepted me even because of my past altercations with weapons. That's okay. Wait a minute. Didn't you say something sexist about women's basketball? I wouldn't consider it sexist. I mean, the truth, the truth, is it really sexist? I mean, really, is the truth sexist? I mean, it would make the game of basketball so much better from what, with what I said. So, you know, just don't be a hater. You know? All right. Well, that is, that is, that is an unacceptable opinion. We're going to kick Gilbert Arenas off the show. We're going to head back to the North Star hotline and bring on uh, Drew Peterson. Drew Peterson, how's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going great. Oh, I can't believe you brought Gilbert Arenas on. Wow, that was I can't believe you got his attention. I can't believe he joined the show. But uh, for me, it's going really well. I'm excited to be back on the show. You know, last week I was on. Uh, obviously, we had a draw. But I think this week, this weekend is going to be a little bit different. I think Owen's going to get destroyed in this uh, main card showdown. Yeah, absolutely not. But uh, it's, it's good that you have confidence. Of course, uh, the North Star Sports money weight title is on the line. So, I mean, th- this is really big stakes. And, by the way, I told Gilbert Arenas that I was Raymond Felton to, to try to get him on the show. <laughs> hey, they have a lot in common, so I can see how that would get him on the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Felton. All right, so uh, we have a, it's going to be a much longer show than it was last time because we have a seven-fight main card, so that's, that's going to be interesting. But I kind of like it this way for the first-ever uh, chance at the championship, so – uh, we'll waste no time here. We'll get right to the main card opener here, a welterweight fight between Hamzat Shemaev and Reese Skeletor McKee. Who do you have in this one? How do you have this one? I, I, I pardon my name, Colin. I'm not the greatest at pronouncing names, but Chemayev, is that what it is? Chemayev? Yep, yep. Yep, Chemayev. I have Chemayev winning. Um, this is one of the ones, you know, I told you before we started the show that, you know, I was finally getting up with it because I haven't seen a lot of these guys fight, but, uh, Jemainoff, I have winning uh, by submission in the second round. Uh, that was my prediction for his fight. Um, yeah, you know, this is kind of the, one of the ones I didn't have much to say on because there's not much to go off of. I think McKee's coming. I think uh, if I was wrong, he's coming out of, like, Ireland or something fighting. I think this is his first UFC fight. Yes, is sir. Is that right? Wrong? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, I got Jemainoff winning this one by submission in the second round. This is hilarious because you – you tell everybody we we did not exchange picks here i just wrote my stuff down right before i also picked chemayev by submission in round two 
<laughs> I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it up. I'll say round one just so that somebody gets points this round. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, people are calling Mini Khabib, Khabib 2.0. He just fought. Uh, well, nine days ago, it'll be 10 days when the fight actually happens. So we just saw this guy. He's an absolute murderer in the cage. I wouldn't sleep on this Irish Irish guy. He's coming out of a good organization. He's young, but uh, he's the minus 1,000 favorite, according to Vegas. That's fairly significant. Yeah, I heard that on the show today. That Yeah, that was I, – I thought that was pretty wild. I think that's the highest uh, over-under I've ever seen in my time watching UFC or any sport, really. <laughs> Is is there a game, a team, or or a maybe a fighter who who you would ever put money on as the minus one thousand favorite? Because I believe that means you you bet a thousand and you and you win a hundred, so you don't you don't even get that much. I mean, if I'm going any sort of team, I mean, I guess fighter wise, maybe if it's John Jones, you know, that would be my guess, just because I mean I've yet to see anyone that's been able to compete with him. But you know, if you're going team wise, I mean, like that's the equivalent of you know, like a Kentucky basketball team playing, I, man, I don't even know the South Dakota Jackrabbits or something. You know what I'm saying? Like that, maybe that bet, I would take that one, you know, like, but yeah, there's not a lot of bets I'm taking, uh, you know, that big, you know, especially with such a, you know, useless amount of money that you're going to win either way. So th- those would be kind of the only few bets I would take, you know, at those odds. Yeah, it just makes no sense. It reminds me of when Ronda Rousey was champion and like, she must. She had ridiculous odds, but uh, we'll move on because we're, we're not talking about overrated fighters here. Uh, we're talking about another welterweight matchup here. Alex Cowboy Oliveira taking on Peter Sobota. Oliveira is the minus 170 favorite. Who do you have in this one? I have Sobota. I do have Sobota winning this fight. Uh, you can never bet against the German, uh, you know. And I, you know, I, I just I go with him. Uh, he's had some good fights in the past. Uh, I think he's you know, he's had his, what, his last five fights, he's three and two. So, you know, and he got the three loss streak from uh, Oliveira or whatever his name is. And, but yeah, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with the German in this one. I'm not sure what his nickname is, but I'm going with the German. Probably something incredibly racist. Uh, but how, how do you, how do you have him? Oh, I have him. Ooh, I guess I didn't even think about this one, but uh, I have him by, we'll say, We'll say decision. We'll say a decision. I have them winning by decision. All right. Well, I look at Sabota, and I see a 33-year-old fighter who has not fought in 27 months. So I'm going to go with a much busier fighter, Alex Cowboy Oliveira. He broke his three-fight skid uh, with a decision victory over Max Griffin in March of this year. Uh, so I think he's back on track, and I'm going to go Cowboy Oliveira by decision here. And also, I I realized I kind of jumped the gun here for uh, for the listeners out there. So I kind of wanted to explain how uh, the scoring works here. So uh, each fight is going to be a round in our main event showdown. And uh, where was it? I had I had the I've been realizing it's kind of hard to explain the rules here but we'll we'll post it on the website so that it makes more sense i have a chart that makes a lot of sense um so scoring is determined by the correct winner method and round in that order so if you have the correct winner and the correct round the round does not matter if you don't have the method correct so each each category builds upon the previous one so 
you know, categories three and two don't matter if you have the first one. If me and Drew uh, pick exactly the same, we score that round to 10-10. So nobody wins that round. We both get points. Uh, if a picker picks correctly while his opponent picks incorrectly, the winner may pick up a 10-8 round if he – well, obviously, he'd be the, the winner because he picked the correct fight. Uh, but he would uh, get extra points if he had the correct method, which would make it a 10-8 round with the potential for a 10-7 round if they pick up the method and the round uh, correctly. Now, if there's a no contest or a draw in a fight, the round will be scored 10-10 unless you or I somehow magically pick a no contest or draw, which I would never do because the odds are so slim. Yeah. Those happen. But if, hey, if you ever want to pick a draw and it comes <laughs> to a draw, I'll give you, you know what? I, I say if you pick a draw, you get a 10-7 because that's pretty fucking impressive to pick a draw. Right. That's, that's essentially the rules for how this will work. All right. Perfect. Uh, so moving on here, uh, third fight here on the main card is a light heavyweight bout between Paul, the Bear Jew, Craig, and Jesus Christ, Godzimurad Antigulov. Uh, Craig is the minus 130 favorite. Who do you have in this one, Mr. Peterson? I have the guy who's right now riding a three-fight win streak. Um, you know, uh, Antigulov, I have him winning by submission. Uh, he's won his last three fights by submission. I have him winning by submission in the second round, uh, you know, and I got to say something. I'll give – I'm surprised that they let Paul Craig have that nickname. I'm not going to say any more on it, but I'm, I'm quite surprised that they ha let him have that nickname. But, yep, I'm going to go with the guy who's on a three-fight win streak, and he's going to turn it into four tomorrow by submission in the second round. Interesting. Well, I've seen Paul Craig get knocked out live in Minneapolis, so it might surprise <laughs> me that I'm going to go with Paul Craig in this one. And I'm going to go by submission in round three. Uh, he's, he's been improving his striking. Uh, he's added a spinning kick to his game. Uh, I respect the nickname, the Bear Jew. I don't know what that means for Paul Craig. I guess he just kind of looks like the actor who played the Bear Jew. But I don't really know how he came up with that one. He is 3-4-1 and one in his last eight fights, which is really bad. But uh, you look at who he's lost to and who he's beat, uh, he beats – lower level fighters and he loses to anyone who has any amount of talent. And I don't think Antigulov is that good of a fighter when you look at his, uh, uh, he's only two and two in the UFC. So uh, luckily uh, I'll go with Paul Craig here and uh, I don't know, we're kind of picking different fighters here. So I kind of like it. I mean, there's going to be a, a really convincing winner uh, when it's all said. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. Well, moving on here, uh, still on the seven fight main card. We have a women's strawweight fight here between Carla Cookie Monster, Esparza, and Marina Rodriguez. Rodriguez is the minus one eighty favorite. I know, I know the method and the round you're going to pick here, but who do you have as the winner? I have Rodriguez winning by decision. Um, there is really no uh, no reason why I chose this. So like I said, it was kind of like throwing a you know a dart at a dartboard. But I have Rodriguez winning by decision. And that is who I'm going with. I absolutely respect it. I am going Rodriguez uh, by decision as well. Uh, she kind of reminds me, a, it's not a perfect comparison, but she kind of reminds me of uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, just someone who doesn't have a whole lot of power, not really going to knock you out, but a pretty good striker, not necessarily going to go out and win the fight, but might do enough to win it, if that makes any sense. So 
Uh, I'm going to go with Rodriguez by decision. All righty. Moving on here to the featured bout on the main card. This is the mailman's lock of the week, so it's no surprise where I'm going on this one, but it's the heavyweight debut, the return of Alexander the Mahler Gustafsson. He's the minus 350 favorite against the former heavyweight champion Fabricio Verdum. Who do you have in this one, sir? Oh, man, this one was the easiest one for me. Um, I have Gustafsson winning uh, by TKO, knockout, whatever you want to call it. Probably, yeah, TKO in the first round. Um, let me just be very clear. Fabricio Verdum, I have a very – I have very little respect for this man for personal reasons. Um, Is it, but, does it have anything to do with UFC 3? It has everything to do with UFC 3. Uh, this is a guy who it gives me many trouble. And, man, I mean, honestly, Gustafson is a great fighter. Uh, you know, he was one of the first UFC fights I actually watched uh, when he fought John Jones the second time. Um, you know, and moving up to heavyweight, I mean, this guy's got power. I mean, I have him winning by knockout in the first round. I've heard rumors that Verdum is going to be retiring after this fight. You know, the, the, the rumors of steroids, and he's off the, you know, steroids, all this. And, you know, but so – I definitely have Gustafson winning in the first round by TKO. Solid pick. Yeah, there's there's nothing funner than fighting you with Fabricio Verdum in UFC 3. That is <laughs> an absolute joy. <laughs> yeah, so obviously the mailman's lock of the week was Gustafson. I'm going to pick Gustafson as well. I'm going to go round two, uh, TKO. Uh, he's only 33, which is super, super young for heavyweight. Honest, like, you know, look at Verdum. He's 42. Look at the guy in the next fight who we'll get to, he's 44. I mean, there's some really old guys out there. Verdum has not won since 2017. He's coming off of a suspension for PEDs. And off of that suspension, he lost his uh, first fight back. Gus is a, Gus is a very good fighter. When you look at the fighters who he's lost to, I mean, they're all hall of famers, John Jones, Daniel Cormier, uh, rumble. Well, rumble Johnson's not a hall of famer, but a lot of power. So he really only oh, loses yeah. very top-level competition. So I, I think it's tough because there's a couple of guys I look at heavyweight who um, I think have very bright futures. But I think Alexander Gustafson, when it's all said and done, by, by 2022 he'll be heavyweight champion of the world. I, I, really, I really don't see. He had to cut so much weight to get down to light heavyweight. He came in at 240 which is the perfect weight. You look at past heavyweight champions, they've all weighed around 240, 245. So nobody, nobody who's super good really comes in at the limit. So I'm a very big fan of Gustafson in this one. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, you look at even, you know, his first fight with Jones and a lot. Like, it's not like he's getting, you know, absolutely destroyed. Obviously, the second fight with Jones is a little bit different. But, yeah, I mean, Gustafson, he's going to be a terror in the, in the heavyweight division for a long time, especially in a heavyweight division that, I mean, really, you know, needs some – I guess not better fighters, but, you know, more elite fighters, I guess you would say. So it'll be, uh, it'll be really cool to see him prosper through the heavyweights. And who knows? I, you know, I saw some tweets today that, who knows, maybe John Jones finally fights again when, you know, after this fight or something like that because he follows Gustafson into the heavyweight. So it'll be cool to see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. His speed is going to be tremendous. And I don't believe this for either of these two, but there are people who think that Gustafson beat Jones the first time and who thought Gustafson beat Cormier uh, in, in the title fight. So, I mean, you know what I mean? A couple of, a couple of punches land another way, and this guy might be the greatest of all time because he would have beat Jones and Cormier. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, so. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on here to the co-main event that nobody asked for. Nobody <laughs> asked for this one. Mauricio Shogun Hua, the former light heavyweight champion, taking on Ant- Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira. Uh, Shogun is the minus 190 favorite, which I find to be ridiculous. Uh, he's 38 years old. He's won one and one in his last three. And Nogueira has lost four of his last six, I believe going back to 2012. He is a 44-year-old man stepping into the octagon. I think Crow Cop uh, fought last year at age 44, and he had a heart attack and had to retire. So I'm not looking forward to this one. But for the, the main card showdown's sake, who do you have in this? I have uh, Mauricio uh, Shogun. I have Shogun winning. Uh, man, I don't think this is going to be a close fight. You know, he's already beat him twice. I, I mean, I, I don't want to say knockout in the first round but I do want to say knockout in the first round, but I'm just going to say second round knockout by Shogun uh, or TKO. Uh, yeah, this fight I don't think is going to even be close. I don't know why this guy's doing this. Uh, maybe he needs money or something, but I mean, 44 years old, you should be on a beach somewhere, you know, just enjoying your life. You know, you're already halfway through it. So you don't want to probably take more abuse than you have to. Yeah, absolutely. Does maybe he has money problems? Maybe he has a daughter like uh, Floyd Mayweather, and he's got a got a bailer out or something. I don't know how that works. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. This this battle is to determine who has the worst hairline in the UFC. Both of these guys are <laughs> middle aged men. Uh, it's gonna be a, a real sloppy fight, but yeah, I have Shogun winning. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, he's won. They fought twice before. You you never see trilogies unless it's one and one. So this makes no right. sense. Uh, Shogun's going to win. I'm going to go by decision just because I think it's going to be such an old man fight. I don't even know if they, I don't know if either of them could knock out anybody at this point. So I think it's just going to go to a, a really boring decision. But I, I honestly don't, I honestly don't even see how anybody couldn't pick Shogun in this. It's just it, the matchmaking makes no sense for me. Right. I completely agree. All right, moving on to the main event of the evening. I'm sure we're both going to have some hot sports takes on this one. We have Robert the Reaper Whitaker, the former middleweight champion, taking on Darren Till. Uh, Whitaker is the minus 150 favorite. Who do you have in this one? I have Darren Till beating the Reaper by second-round knockout, or TKO. I'm sticking with that. I tweeted it earlier. Uh, I I, I don't – you know, I've never seen these two fight. All right, I'll be honest. I know, you know – uh, Whitaker's did really good things, you know, fighting you all Romero and everything like that. But man, there's just something about Darren Till that I like. And, you, you know, I think this is gonna be a really, really good fight. I think, you know, the, the terrible under, you know, co-event makes up for this. Um, you know, obviously Whitaker, a great fighter, but I, I have Darren Till in the second round by, you know, what? I'll change that. I'll change that third round knockout or TKO, because I think this can be a really good fight. All right. Well, you're already proving that I'm correct because you're already backing off of your original opinion. I'm going Robert Whitaker by unanimous decision. I think it goes all five rounds. Uh, I don't think Whitaker can do five-round fights forever, um, but he's certainly proven. He went five rounds with Yoel Romero twice. Uh, So, I mean, Whitaker's very, very hard to finish. He's only ever been finished by arguably – well – when I say the greatest middleweight, I probably mean the best middleweight ever, not the greatest in, in terms of title defense. I think Adesanya is the best middleweight to ever step in the octagon, not necessarily the guy with the greatest career yet. Um, but he, he's only ever been knocked out by the best middleweight of all time. Uh, I don't think 
Till is anywhere on the level of, of Adesanya. Uh, Whitaker is an absolute monster. I've been rewatching his fights. I rewatched his uh, rematch with Romero, and I rewatched his uh, – oh, actually, the first one, too. So I, I watched his two fights with Romero. I mean, this guy can take a beating. I think he had a torn ACL in the first fight and still just kind of like Tiago Santos versus John Jones, although not as extreme because that guy blew out his entire knee, uh, <laughs> like, a, like a Willis McGahee injury or whatever. Um, yeah, just tearing everything. I think he had a broken fibula, broken kneecap as well. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go Whitaker. Um, so Whitaker, Whitaker has been finished by Adesanya, but Till has been finished by, by, by lesser people than Adesanya, and Whitaker can take a beating. And like those two, I know they're only two gifts, but they're two seminal, critical moments. You know, if Till gets reckless, I mean, Whitaker will absolutely make him pay. This is going to be a brawling style of a fight, but I think Whitaker is the tougher guy, and he's going to get the he's going to get it done by unanimous decision. It doesn't matter for this uh, particular main card showdown, uh, showdown. But I'm going to go 49-46. Uh, Whitaker beats Till in the main event on the uh, the final fight here on Fight Island. Yeah, you know, I, I, I go with Till, you know, um, like I said, I've seen, I've seen neither of these guys fight, but, you know, just looking at the stats and stuff, and obviously stats, in my opinion, are, you know, especially in sports, are for nerds and, you know, whatever the case you want to say. But, you know, Darren Till is just grew on me. You know, maybe it's because I follow his Twitter, or, you know, whatever the case is. But, you know, I just – I think, you know, Whitaker is a good fighter, you know, a great fighter. Uh, but I just think, you know, Till's been off for a while, and, you know, I think he's ready to get back out there, and he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. You know, he's going to, you know, I've heard, uh, you know, the stuff he can, you know, has worked on his striking, you know, because he's really careless with that, you know, but they've been saying he's been working on it. So, you know, it, it'll be a really good fight no matter what happens. But I, I definitely think Till takes him. That is for sure. Well, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Obviously, I think Whitaker takes it, but the winner of this one probably fights for the title next. So that'll be really interesting. No matter who wins, you get the rematch with Whitaker. That's going to do huge numbers down in uh, Oceana. Or if, if Till gets a title shot, uh, I, I think Till gets murdered by Adesanya, but it, it still would be very fun uh, to watch. And they, they could potentially do that fight in New Zealand because they're still doing full stadium shows down there. So, uh, you know, the, the UFC could make a killing on, on one of those stadium shows. But uh, those are our, our, our picks are officially in. They're officially in here for the main card showdown. How is it going to feel waking up on, uh, on Sunday morning knowing that you, you lost the, uh, the money weight belt? I know that's not going to happen. I know you'll dream that I lost it, but no, no. I know I'll wake up Sunday morning and I'll be rejuvenated. Might have a nice Capri Sun. Who knows? Maybe an Oreo. Who knows? But I know Sunday when I wake up, I will be the Moneyline champion. And, and there's no doubt about it. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, I made this very clear on Twitter. Yeah, you're going down. You know, I, I, I may be new to the game. You know, I may be new to the whole you know, UFC world, you, you're the old head of the, you know, UFC world, but I'm about to show you that I am learning. Owen. I promise you this. Oh, that that's fine. The North star sports Twitter account is going to be doing live scoring for this one. So it's going to be interesting because they, we're, we're going to know exactly where we stand as, as each, each goes on. But you know what I mean? Some people call me the greatest of all time, but I'm going to prove uh, tomorrow that not only am I the greatest of all time, I am the greatest of right now. I'm absolutely unbeatable, and I'm going to make this segment super boring because once I win this belt, I, I'm going to have 
more title defenses than Demetrius Johnson. It's just going to be utter <laughs> amazing on my part. I will be the I'll be in that North Star Hall of Fame 2021 for for the money weight <laughs> champion. So, thank you very much for for coming on the show. Any closing thoughts here? Uh, how impressed are you that we got Gilbert Arenas on the show? I mean, that's that's oh man, I'm so impressed. You know, he's kind of an idol of mine. You know, like he, he he's my favorite. Mind, you know. Yeah, not a lot of people do that much more, you know, speaking their mind. Great basketball player, made a lot of money uh, off a team that should not have paid him. Um, I, I guess my closing thought, though, how do you think Jose Barrios did in his opening day? That's my question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw my bold prediction on Twitter, but I, I envision, I'm looking into my crystal ball right now, I envision the Twins winning a lot of games, hitting a lot of home runs, and then – fucking scamming the fans they have a chance in winning into winning a world series they're gonna get fucking murdered in the first round of the playoffs just like they do every year it's gonna be so funny to watch them cry again i called it last year everybody called me a hater i'm a truther i'm just a truther this is how it works I'm a truther. i gotta say well i guess we'll see what happens you know it's all about the xfip you know that that's all oh, i'm gonna say man. it's all about the xfip and, you know, when you have good expert pictures, you're winning a World Series. That's just that's just what I've been told. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so good to see Jose Barrios is in midseason form. I saw a lot of fucking really smart people, a lot of Einsteins on Twitter saying he was going to win Cy Young, and then he just gives up. I'm sure he gave up like five runs in five innings. So what is his ERA yeah. nine? Like, yeah, all, all, right. I, all I know is I, I turned the game on in the beginning of the game and it was like four nothing or something. And then I turned it back on after like 30 minutes and it was five, five. I mean, I don't even know. That, that's just Minnesota sports, man. Turn the channel away. I mean, it's just like the wild blowing. Like what was, what was the last year? Like a five goal lead or whatever the case was. It's just, it's just Minnesota sports. I mean, it really, it really is. But yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Go the Twins. Twins. The Twins' best prospect, their their best pitcher, Fernando Romero, can't even get a, a visa to come because the Dominican consulate is closed or whatever because of the coronavirus. So our best yeah. pitcher is stranded in the Dominican. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. Oh, boy. Dude, people people buy in. They think giving Josh Donaldson, like a 35-year-old guy, a four-year deal is a, is a good deal. They think Nelson Cruz is a fucking god. Yeah, it's, it's pathetic. It's really sad. <laughs> Hey, that's hey, Minnesota sports fans have to cling on to something, you know. I mean, they really do. I mean, what's one winning franchise in this entire state? You know, the only the only highlight, I guess you could say, of Minnesota sports is Glenn Taylor might be selling the team. You know, so that, that's the only thing that's a really highlight. The Vikings, mediocre, Wild, mediocre. You know, Twins, good but mediocre. So, hey, you know, Minnesota fans got to grab onto whatever they can. You know, I give them credit for that. Well, you know, St. Thomas is going D1, so maybe that's the thing they can cling on to. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That is true. St. Thomas dominated. What was it, Division 2? Was it Division 2? No, I think it was D3. D3, yeah. They, yeah, they dominated. Yeah. Uh, that's a big jump. That is a big, big jump. I'm not going to lie. Oh, kind of tells you they shouldn't have been in uh, the Mayak. No, they definitely shouldn't have. Oh, boy. I did not know that. I thought they were a D2 team. Oh, wow. All right. Because they played, they played River Falls. So, yeah, they, they are a D3 team, sir. Absolutely All right. embarrassing. All right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll have to close this here, but we, we need to do a show on the Twins. We need to do a show on Minnesota sports at some point because, I mean, there's just a whole lot of fun stuff going on here. I see people saying the Vikings are going to go 14-2. and two, So, you know what I mean? We, got, we have to have you back on the show as you look to stay active and, and you know, discuss these very – 
very logical people in their, their impressive sports takes. Oh, definitely. I've been discussing with uh, the mother of my child, you know, uh, I've been looking and it's something I bring up to you now, you know, I was thinking Fridays were the day that would work best for me, you know, to come out to the old Owen hood and, you know, hop on the radio. So that might be a thing that, uh, you know, every Friday I'm going to try to turn that in. Uh, obviously then you can do the, you know, what we're doing now and talk about whatever else. So that's kind of where I'm looking right now with what works with my schedule. Well, there we go. Then it would be a full on show. So that would be interesting. And listen, I mean, you know how awesome our studios are, but we're getting an official studio made uh, hopefully this weekend out of uh, I'm going over to my dad's and uh, we're going to make one out of uh, steel and outdoor framing. So we're going to have like an actual legitimate uh, uh, studio built. So uh, that's, that'll there be we go. Hey, interesting. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. You know that I promise you for all the listeners, you know, four or five years from now, that steel building, that little steel studio will be a skyscraper somewhere in Minneapolis or St. Paul. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's going to be North like the, the Burj Dubai. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're not going anywhere. I mean, you know what I mean? Especially once we get some sponsorships, you know what I mean? Like, we're not going anywhere. It doesn't really cost me a whole lot to, to run this. So, you know, other, <laughs> other, other businesses close down. North Star Sports stays open. We, we don't care about the, uh, the, the, the coronavirus or, or whatever you want to call it, whatever PC term we have to use. Um, but yeah, we, we, we don't care, but we're getting an upgrade from the cardboard and fucking <laughs> fabric. And there's, I mean, a whole lot of bugs down here. Found some real big, real big roaches down here. Some type of roaches. What? Oh, you know what I mean? You need this. You need the crickets back. Oh man. No, I, I fucking hate the crickets. Make it sound like an airplane <laughs> hanger down here. They're around oh, here. I've, I've been trying to train my dog to eat, eat crickets, but, uh, it doesn't really work. He eats too much human food. Just uh, find the big spiders. That's all I'll say. Find the big spiders. They'll take care of it for you. Oh, yeah. They're, they're huge. I, <laughs> I, I found a new way to get rid of uh, the spiders that are chilling down here. I just uh, I take my uh, pellet gun, pump it full of air, and then, you know, the, the spider doesn't really exist when, I, when I'm done with it. So, you know what I mean? I found a creative way to get rid of spiders. <laughs> hey, whatever you're doing to have fun, I guess, in these quarantine times. I mean, I can't just use a Kleenex to pick up these spiders. They're the size of grapes. They are they are Iraqi desert spiders. I, I got to use a pelican. Oh boy, they are all right. Big. All right. Well, we're just fucking rambling on about complete fucking nonsense. So uh, we'll wrap it up here. The main card showdown here on the North Star Sports Hotline. That's Drew Peterson. I'm Owen Ely. Again. You can follow me on Twitter at Owen Ely MN. You can follow Drew Peterson at, I believe, Drew B. Peterson. Uh, follow yep. North Star Sports at North Star uh, MIN. And obviously, you have to check out the website at uh, NorthStarsports.media. We got cool stuff, rankings, shows, all of that. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.